Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. another episode here at nerd herder i'm j-dub i am boop i'm here too <laughs> i love when you have to think about it uh and we are here with another episode in our nerdyverse series where we talk about everything not star wars that we love because lo and behold you can like multiple fandoms you just don't like them equally um and while star wars is our favorite we do have a lot of loves um and so do a lot of our friends and yes. so uh, we've been on a journey so far. We've talked through the Batman duology, the Schumacher duology. We've had a lot of fun with Batman, but now it's time to get serious uh, because we are talking about the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. It's time to get dark and gritty, baby. Yeah, dark and gritty. Uh, and realistic, apparently. Time to get dark and, gritty. Uh, and yes, you are correct. We are choosing to celebrate the week that we finally got the Kenobi trailer by talking about Batman. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, okay? Like, I... We got a trailer. It was great. We got, it was fantastic. It and was. That's it. It was a such a lovely day. Like, you know, in in a time when every day's drudgery, mm -hmm. uh, and I think we can all relate to that. You know, getting the text from your partner of just like trailer. Uh, you know, everything stopped. Everything stopped. Uh, I watched it in the middle of the office, and I did not care. I ran from where I was. <laughs> I actually turned someone away. I was just like, not now. <laughs> Kenobi needs me. Um. Yeah, we got a trailer. We did. We got a trailer. And you have not trailer. stopped smiling, I think. Listen, man, it's a great trailer. It's I, fantastic. I enjoyed myself. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised because Boba Fett's my boy. And I loved the heck out of that show. And I really didn't expect a lot out of this. And maybe that's why I'm just so excited is like, unlike most of the Star Wars fandom, I have managed my expectations. And I, I just want to go in and have Listen, fun. Man. And it looks like I'm going to. The boop special. It's going in zero expectations, zero idea what's going to happen, and just having fun. Just ready to have fun, much like a episode here at Nerdyverse. Uh, just come in, low expectations, and you won't be disappointed because we will deliver low standards. Uh, except we listen. All right, thank you to our patrons, by the way. Uh, thank you to the people that pay us you because pay we blow this. our entire budget on our guests because they're the real treat. Uh, and so it's about time we introduce friends of the show. We've got Kev. <laughs> we've got Charlie <laughs> back again. For Wait, the I'm getting show. paid for this? Well, yeah, I know, right? We're getting paid? <laughs> I'll bring you, like, a six-pack of Diet Coke. How there you that? go. I feel like I should pay you. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, right? You, 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 no, no, you're... no. Don't say no. <laughs> <laughs> don't say no. <laughs> we need the money. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk after the show. No. We'll uh <laughs> Kev, you are paid with room and board so that you can flee the uh, insane country in which you live that we won't talk about. Soon. Uh, <laughs> Soon. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of, and before we get too wild and crazy, uh, no bat nips on this episode, unfortunately, oh. but we, again, we do have dark and gritty, uh, <sighs> tall, dark and handsome and whatnot, so plenty to look forward Oof. to. But before we do go off the rails, I uh, want to shout out again. Uh, there's a link in the description of this live episode, or if you're listening after the fact, um, to the Amidala Initiative. Yes. Uh, this is an awesome account on Twitter with a GoFundMe supporting Quality Texas uh, that you can check out and support. There's tons of creators doing all kinds of cool stuff. Yes. If you want to give a straight donation, cool. If you want to get some cool merch, 
Uh, we've, we've got people doing that. We've got all kinds of things happening to support the LGBTQ plus and specifically trans folks uh, dealing with what they're dealing with in Texas, which I can't believe they're dealing with. Honestly, uh, it's insane. Part for the course for 2020s, I guess. Um, yeah. And so uh, there's also an Equality Florida account. I don't know yes. if they're affiliated with Equality Texas, um, but, uh, you know, check out and, and look at what you can do. Uh, you know, I mean, Kev, you mentioned it when we were uh, off mic, you know, like the, the need and the desire to just be able to do something and feel like mm -hmm. you can do something. Um, you know, unfortunately, in the world and day we live in, money talks. And yep. so uh, yeah. by providing money to the people that know how to help these people and have the resources to help these people, sometimes that's the best thing you can do. So yeah. and if you can't give, uh, spread the word. Uh, yeah, do what you can. Like there Absolutely. is nothing wrong with word of mouth. Um, yeah. With all the help we can get. Uh, a single bat nip for the justice uh, okay. shall be had. Uh, other friend. There, there you go. Kev's got you. Well, Charlie's got I got you, you justice. <laughs> Boba, come here. We need six of them. No, no. Um, anyway. Oh, guys, how are you doing? Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's been yeah. a long week. If you're like me, better now, right? Yes, like, exactly. Yes. <laughs> no, and I'm I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm I'm I've been looking forward to this all week. Um, I mean, apropos of nothing, but my wife is out of town, so when my wife is out of town, I turn into an absolute like neurotic, soggy mess. Um, so thank you guys for giving me something to hold on to. <laughs> Absolutely, and you so. can hold on on to us anytime, buddy. It's true. Uh, cool. I'm coming over. I'm oh. coming over. Like, I'll talk to you well, guys. Look at, look at look at his eyes are sparkling when you said that. Like they just start sparkling. Look, Kev's a big old puppy. If it, it, yeah. like, I, I'm telling you, go now. If you listen to the Force Losers podcast, um, he's a puppy with a mouth. But uh, <laughs> yep. every every good cuddle boy also has a bad side, and you That's know what? True. We love him for it. Kev is our bad boy. <laughs> there you go. Oh Ooh. man. Uh, you know, everybody's got two sides to him, much like Bruce Wayne. Yes. It's called a segue. That's a uh, good one, buddy. I didn't like it. It's better when you don't call it out, but, you know, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> no, I'm going to bully you. <laughs> Justice is watching. I wanted to make sure he gets it. Um, hey, Justice. Hey, li listen, if you're listening to this after the fact, uh, just a reminder, you can check these out live. We're live every uh, Friday at 9, um, and we have fun with uh, clearly awesome guests. Uh, and so... For those that are tuning in live, thanks for uh, chiming in. Uh, and the floor is open. From this point on, the floor is open as we dive into the the Batman I was most apprehensive about talking about. Yes. Um, Ooh, explain. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, kind of like kind of like we we've talked about before, Kev. Like this is so much to chew on. Mm -hmm. um, what I can appreciate the Burton and Schumacher Batman for. Uh, and even the Snyder Batman uh, for in retrospect of this. Um, and, and I'll go ahead and say I rewatched this trilogy uh, for the first time together for this uh, mm -hmm. probably. Probably in the last three years or so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the one I've watched and returned to the most is definitely uh, The Dark Knight. Um, and so but uh, like I, I appreciate the simplicity of the Batmans of the 90s. Um, you know, just the cut and dry and comedy that we got um, in that, you know, gothic cutout uh, city. It, it was nice and easy compared to this. This makes you yeah. think. This makes you feel um, this. 
you know, really makes a case for itself. It's, uh, you know, I, I want to say the most like critically acclaimed mm -hmm. uh, Batman film so far. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because it took itself seriously. Yeah. Um, and, and a part of taking itself seriously was bringing in um, bringing in uh, what's it, David Goyer to, to write mm -hmm. uh, and, and Christopher Nolan to direct two guys that pull no punches when it comes to depth. Um, and so w when thinking about, oh, yeah, I've got a lot I can say about, you know, Tim Burton's Batman's. I got a lot I could complain about with the Schumacher Batman's. Sure. Um, this one, I've got too much. I, like I, I, I even my notes, man, they're extensive. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, like my history with the Nolan trilogy, I didn't see Batman Begins in the movie theater. I saw it on DVD for the first time. And I was struck at the time with how earnest it was. Mm. And, you know, because this was I mean, that was 2005. Right. So that was, yeah. you know, the <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was that long ago. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was it was a Batman film that dug into the characters and mm. in a way that they hadn't done before. Like we talked about with the Schumacher films, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, a lot of show and it's a, it's a big spectacle because that was fairly common for films of that period. Yeah. This was a character study. And I mean, like Batman begins specifically. I mean, <clears throat> the film is more than like what halfway over before you ever see him in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the entire and it has that beautiful way of going back and forth in time and, and, and filling in these gaps. I mean, it was the first time I watched it, I was like, Whoa, that's a Batman movie. Mm. Yeah. You know, you know, it was, it was like, it was like the more modern comics come to life because the more modern Batman stories, they will dive into his psyche and his, 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 uh, uh, what am I thinking of his, his, good aspects and bad aspects i mean they His really abs. dig it i mean yeah. i'm jelly of those abs <laughs> i mean to have abs show through armor right I mean, let's appreciate yeah th those second. nipples aren't molded in folks he's just creating them he's he just, just he's just chiseled so <laughs> exactly chiseled <laughs> nipples chiseled nipples <laughs> boop you that's another you, band name you, yeah. you, you know go. you've peaked when you've got down. chiseled nipples um <laughs> Uh, what about you, Charlie? I mean, like coming in with uh, Nolan trilogy, you know, Batman Begins, maybe specifically, but you know, uh, th this is a very different Batman and Batman trilogy for sure. It is. It is unlike you know, Kev. There, I saw it on a uh, bootlegged uh, DVD. Oh. It was the the, the cam. <laughs> Someone took a cam into the theater and, and videotaped it. Um, but I watched that thing uh, so many times. It's like he said, it's just it's so much more in depth than than the Burton and, and the Schumacher. It's just it it's what a Batman movie should be. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just there's so much I can say about it, and it's just we don't have time to go over yeah. everything. And, but and, and and that's that's that was what I meant. Like I'm like I I just don't know how we're and, and I guess that's the thing, right? We're we're let's just go ahead and lay it on the table. We're not going to do it justice. Yeah. No. Well, no, like, not, no. justice is not. <laughs> no. Yeah, justice is not here to do no. it justice. No. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, this is, we're not going to be able to dissect every moment and do everything mm -hmm. as much as we'd love to, honestly. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I don't think that's necessarily the point. I, th I think 
um, you know, paving the way to the Batman, which I honestly think even when we do that episode, we're not going to do it justice. Yeah. I think what we're trying to do is, is is just revel in the enjoyment that each iteration of this character brings, right? Mm -hmm. um, just simply trying to exist in a place that just enjoys the Batman that we got. Um, what's beautiful about it is everyone is so different. Um, I, I really do find myself and, and again, I think it's just, it's, it's a lot of freshness with it, but I do really find myself thinking of this more highly than I think I remember. Uh, I don't know if it usurps Keaton as my favorite, mm -hmm. um, but I definitely think it's, it's a second place contender for me. I don't know if you've got a favorite Batman. Oh, it's Keaton. Yeah. It, it's fully Keaton. Does this, is this endangered of encroaching on that throne at all for you? No. I, I feel like okay. Yeah. I I'm gonna be the hot take uh person today. Well, you are you are quite hot. Yes. Hey, go away. We're in public. Get a room. Um, <laughs> yes. Get a room, um, please. I I I saw all three movies in the theater because that was my dad. A real fan. Loves Batman. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, he's Batman in your phone. Exactly. Still. He's yeah. He's the Bat Dad in my phone. Um, and like. Of course, we were going to go see it in the theaters. Of course, I've seen almost every iteration of Batman in general. I don't have super strong feelings about these movies. And I feel like bad about that because they're, they're good movies. Absolutely. But The Dark Knight is the best one. And I mm -hmm. just, I don't know. I, I'm okay with the other two. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, that makes perfect I, sense. Yeah. yeah I, I have some thoughts on on why, but I'll save that uh, to kind of turn it over to you guys first of just like, what about you as far as favorite Batman go? Is he up there? Is he not even close? Go ahead, Charlie, take this one. Yeah, he's my second favorite. I mean, you know, first is Keaton, then it's Bale, then it's uh, Kilmer, mm. then it's Affleck, and then it's, uh, what's that last guy's name? Um Clooney. Clooney, yeah, that's it. That's how memorable the guy with he the was. Goat. Yeah. The, yeah. What does Justice say? The head shake? The Clooney head shake? Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta do the Clooney head shake. I, 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 like, I hate that he brought that. It's one of those things, right? Like, I can't not see it now. Yep. I was watching an interview with him uh, recently with GQ, and it's just that. It's a lot of just like, uh, I'm like, dang it. He yep. does do that. It's like, oh, Johnny Depp doesn't move his upper lip when he speaks. Stop doing this. Stop oh, giving me things I'm never going to not observe about people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and plus, this this might not make sense, or it may make sense, or you may whatever. But with the Nolan trilogy, those movies, I feel that I can watch and be completely satisfied mm. with yeah. with with uh, Burton. I have to watch it a few times just to get my satisfaction out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you know. But with with the no one, I can watch one, and you know what? I'm good for a few weeks. We're good. Mm -hmm. I've I've got my, I've got my uh, fix for the week. You know? Yeah. But you know, because yeah, it's just I'm... so it's just so well done. I mean. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that. I'm gonna echo that because, um, the Dark Knight trilogy, um, I think is for film, I think it's the most definitive version of Batman you have on film, like the most. Mm. 
uh, the most comic accurate, the most true to the character and the, the trilogy of films that really delves in to Bruce Wayne in a way that the other films really didn't get into. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, for me, my favorite is, is Ben Affleck. His portrayal is just, it clicks with me for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. But following that is, is Christian Bale. I mean, even the goofy voice aside, even the goofy yeah. voice aside. Um, because like, I mean, if you look at Batman begins, one of my favorite moments is at the end of the film. And it's when it's after Rachel has figured out that he's Batman and he's, you know, rifling through the remains of Wayne Manor. And she says that this is your mask. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne is the mask. And that's one of the first, that's the first Batman film that really emphasized that, that Bruce Wayne is the character he puts on. Yeah, you know, he yeah. is yep. Batman. I mean, yep. what I even with the voice, the silly voice, what I respect about <laughs> it is, you know, playing the character when he's wearing the cowl and he's in the suit. He is not Bruce Wayne. He is this monster that he's created. He is the the uh, the personification of fear, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so even in the context, it, well, sometimes I'll admit the goofy voice does take you out of it sometimes. You know, there are other moments where it works really well. You know? Very true. Um, and then on top of that, like I, for me, I remember seeing the dark Knight in movie theaters. Uh, I was in California with family and it was one of the first movies that I'd seen in a theater where it was like a transcendent experience mm-hmm. where like you're watching it and you realize you are seeing something that is on a different tier. This is on another level. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's so many things about that movie that just click you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. um so few weaknesses in that film mm-hmm. you know it's Absolutely. it's it, and then i I'll, sometimes i think that the dark knight rises kind of suffers from that because like how are you supposed to follow that mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like chris nolan shot himself in the foot on that one he really did making Absolutely. the best one of the best movies ever made and then yeah. following it up with ah oh, batman <laughs> um, <laughs> you know well you know what I love about the Bane voice in The Dark Knight Rises? This is what this is what I love about the voice. It is so it is such a it is such a punchline that in the Harley Quinn show, that's the voice of Bane. Right. Is the, the Dark Knight Rises voice. It, it, it just continues to be a joke. And uh, it's like, beautiful. And, and and that's something I enjoy is when it's something like I'd even say that's taking it in stride in a way of just I mean, because like it, it's the ownership of just like we know it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but why not? You know, like, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like I, I was even commenting on that when we were rewatching Dark Knight Rises of just like, I, I think this is honestly almost as good as the Dark Knight. Yeah. It does have some moments of stuff. It, it, it does m- make a couple of missteps, but overall it, it runs the the race and wins the gold like i think it's a really really good movie and a good ending yeah uh, uh, to this trilogy the intro of that movie is fantastic like, it just comes after the dark knight yeah yeah like it, it's just the fact that it's the third one after arguably for the first time in a long time one of cinema's best movies because mm-hmm. I, I i don't i don't like to give anything the 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 belt right i mm-hmm. i don't give anything the perfect film belt because i don't think it, you know, it's generational. It's it's cultural. It, it, it's so Terminator too. So many. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to argue with that one. So many factors, right? Like I, now doing a like a doing a list of you know the best 
would be would be an interesting episode for sure. Uh, yeah. And and I think we've mentioned a couple that are definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that said, regardless, you can't you can't uh, you can't measure the impact of the Dark Knight. Like, no, it, it continues to be a resounding gong in film yeah. and in comic book film. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the thing that strikes me with uh, especially um, Batman Begins uh, and the whole trilogy as a whole. I think Batman Begins, like you, you said, Kev, is the, the most succinct, succinct and perfect on film Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything that follows kind of starts to live in a space that the first film was trying not to get boxed into. Yeah. From, from my perception. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I, I get what you're saying because like there was a, an aspect of Batman Begins where Batman is capable. Mm-hmm. He's well-trained, but he's not above making mistakes. Yeah. And it kind of kept that fallibility, right? Which you kind of lose a little bit when you get to Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. At this point, he's like uber capable, right? Mm-hmm. Which right. is which is great. But on an Ebris saying you're fine. <laughs> well, yeah. But like actually, I kind of like that as a concept of like you've never had a Batman movie that like talked about the physical toll that it mm-hmm. would take on you. Yeah. And oh yeah. The, the uh, fact I, that he was only active as Batman in that universe for like a few years. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. I mean, and, and don't I'm 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 there for the logic of it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it, it's just the quick one and we're done because he got a knee brace that yeah. it, it's just a joke to me. But like, yeah, I, I get and appreciate it because, um, you know, despite the, you know, famous Avengers joke of, you know, take away the suit of armor. What are you, uh, you know, philanthropist, uh, playboy, billionaire. Yeah. Um, despite that joke, he is still just a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually wears the scars of being uh, Batman and choosing this life that he lives and everything. Um <laughs> But uh, but the the other thing I'll say before we really dive into um, Batman Begins and kind of continue this journey through these films is the voice, right? For me, yeah. it it works more than it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I don't, I'm going to give y'all a a Clooney head thing. I'm going to give y'all a thing <laughs> to suffer with me with because the one thing I just grinded my gears watching these back again is just the mouth thing that he does right it's not the voice (laughs) whenever he's in the bat suit he doesn't close his mouth yeah yeah i don't think he can breathe like i I think yeah no i think it's the nose i think i don't think they put holes in there no (laughs) i'm like i I, rachel (laughs) like there's this scene where um he's talking to uh blake joseph Joseph gordon lovett's character Mm -hmm. in the dark knight rises so you gotta get these people off the gate, off the off the bridge. <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> and there's just a second too long where they hold on his open mouth, and I'm yeah. like, "Is he okay?" Yeah. No. I, yeah. <laughs> you think it's just like a weird British thing? I I think it's I think it is part that the voice and the accent, right? I, I like I am sure there's a, a reason for it. Um, there's a reason for everything. I, oh, like, sure. And at the end of the day, I it's not a performance killer at all. No. It's just yeah. funny. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's very funny. It has moments, man. Because it's like, you know, you can either go like way on the on one extreme or you had like Clooney where there was no Batman voice. It was yeah. just, I'm just going to say the lines. And then you can go all the way to Christian Bale where it's like, I'm going to create a character. Like, you know. It's it goes beyond with Christian Bale it goes beyond like masking his voice so people can't be like you sound a lot like Bruce Wayne, you know. It was like the idea of you know I'm gonna be the monster, 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It, and I'm going to agree with you, John. It worked more than it didn't. Yeah. It worked more than it didn't. The only, there's just moments that have turned into memes that you can't <laughs> like <laughs> get away mm-hmm. like, where's the trigger? Like that. Oh, <laughs> oh dude, I was, I was going to say, like, everybody talks about the where is she line. It's really mm-hmm. that one because he goes in at 11 way yeah. too fast. It's true. Yes. You want to give it to another citizen? Like, yeah. it's, it's like, dude. Dude, like one or two words. You can't like you. You can't do the whole scene like this. Come How on. Many yeah. Times no. Have I been looking for you want what he's having in our house? And <laughs> turn to you and say, "Where are they?" Uh, apologies <laughs> to our audio listeners for this one. I don't. I but there is uh, one moment where it works apologize. really well from Batman Begins when he strings that dirty cop up, and he's asking yeah. him where the drugs are going, and he goes, "Swear to me!" Like that worked. Yeah. That yeah. Worked. yeah. Yeah. Um. Like and, even that and, made me like pee a little. I was like, "Ooh." And, and that's the thing with uh, that. Like, I feel like situationally it was a good idea. I don't think in longevity it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Matt, uh, shout out to Matt from uh, Blue Bantha. Um, listen, uh, that you're talking about Ozzy Osbourne there, not Batman. No, he only ate one. Wrong guy. He's talking about yep. Man Bat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um but yeah, no, like the it, well, and speaking of, uh, and let's just dive in uh, overall because, like, the ba- the Batman Begins obviously is such an introductory to what this universe is going to mm-hmm. be, uh, mm-hmm. the the story depth. Because really, one of the things I see a lot of comments about with the Batman Begins is there's not m- like there's not much going on in terms of climax and villainy uh, and everything like. It's really the last 30 to 40 minutes when Ra's al Ghul comes back yes. mm-hmm. that it really starts to feel like there's 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 a big plot going on, right? Right. Uh, whereas, I mean, the the dark uh, the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises start with the plot. Right. You literally start with the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and and that's the thing. So so much time is spent introducing what we're going to be spending time with, whether they knew it was going to be a trilogy or not. They knew we were going to be spending time in this uh universe and so um i mean obviously we've talked uh christian bale's batman i think i think he's excellent i i really do and i think honestly if there's a little bit of an internet outcry about who you cast as batman you're probably in good favor probably because all the best ones have been controversial every one of them now if they're if they're controversial afterwards like Clooney. uh yeah 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 yeah. if you're Mm, controversial in a lot of ways, <laughs> yeah. be careful. Yeah, but I mean, you're not wrong though. Like, I mean, you're not wrong. Every good Batman has been like, oh, I can't believe that guy is going to do it. Hey. Right, almost to, almost to a T, almost to a yeah. T. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. So, yeah. so we've talked to death. Obviously, the 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 goodness of Bale as Batman for sure. I think, but um, as far as the surrounding characters. Um, uh, we get a brand spanking new character uh, with Rachel uh, Mm -hmm. kind of to fill the shoes and pave the way for Harvey Dent Um, Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed the little bit of of, uh, so and again I think it's a lot of comparison right Uh, like in the 90s Batman movies uh, everyone was horny for everybody was horny for Batman right (laughs) and none of them were interesting uh, no. Except Michelle Pfeiffer as uh, as Catwoman. Like, hey, hey, how dare you? Hey, hey, some people mm. thought uh, Danny DeVito was hot, but you know, whatever. It's true. I, I'm in that camp. I'm in you that know, camp. 
Yeah. Have it. Have it. Um, I mean, he's the trash man. But the, the thing is, any anyone interested in, the ring, it's not in Batman <laughs> did not seem interesting enough for Batman. Like it didn't they didn't seem to warrant how much of the attention they were getting in the plot. And I just think that mm. that's a matter. Of, I mean, I think it's a, a Anakin and Padme situation where it's just like you've got good plot. You're not good at the love story. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed them leaning in with, hey, here's this character that's going to be a love complex for. Uh, our hero here mm -hmm. um, because she really does become a vehicle for some of the best stuff. Like you said, mm -hmm. Kev, the whole mask line and, and a lot of the challenging moments for Bruce's development. So yep. Um, any big thoughts on Rachel on, on that? Cause she plays a pivotal role eventually. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where Rachel is kind of a sad character for me because, you know, she's Bruce's one hope for a normal life, but Bruce is, too scared to admit to himself that he doesn't want a normal life. Mm -hmm. You know, he might think he does, but he's for all intents and purposes addicted to being the Batman. Like it's mm. a compulsion for him. He needs to do it. Yeah. And you know, it's, and it's, but you're right. She does pave the way for Harvey Dent and it's a really, really critical kind of Harvey Dent. Like, I mean, I, I think that there's, we'll get to the dark Knight eventually, but, <laughs> yeah, but, we'll get to it. but like, we hope, because Rachel is kind of like she is the Harvey Dent before Harvey Dent. She's the yeah. one district uh, assistant DA that's that's on the straight and narrow. She's not on the take, you know, and she's also she also symbolizes, at least to me, Bruce's hope that Gotham can be brought back because there yeah. is some good people left. You got Jim Gordon, you got Rachel Dawes. There's still good people left, you know. Yeah, I, and what's interesting about that is I, I kind of noted that I feel like he thinks everyone else is the hope of Gotham. And, like, much like you mentioned, he looks at these people. If I can inspire these people and if I can inspire more like them, mm -hmm. and he's always selling himself and his reach and his power short, right. uh, the kind of influence he could have. And I, and I think that culminates uh, in the finale, the epic and, and grandiose finale of Dark Knight Rises. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Um, yep. Charlie. Talk at me about some Pennyworth. What'd you think of this Alfred, man? I, so I like this Alfred. I, I, I do. I'm a big, I, I, I like Michael Caine. Um, something I did preparing for this, I did find out that Anthony Hopkins was was uh, almost Ooh. Alfred Pennyworth on this. I feel Ooh. like that is what like set him on the path that he's on now. Because I, mm -hmm. I don't know that I can be the only human on Earth that wonders how in the hell did they get that man to sign on to Transformers? Yeah, it's like, point. have y'all seen the last night? I mean, it's, it's a check travesty. It's check <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I think this was the thing. I think he was fine and he was sailing good. He's like, I don't need this Pennyworth okay. job. I'm gonna go over here and do this, and it's just been downhill since. It's like yeah. Christopher Lee and Howling Two, a movie that you <laughs> right. watch yes. and you're just like, yes. why? You're you're exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you need yeah. the money? Right. Anyway, but yeah. back to you, Charlie. But I, I believe that, you know, I, I think that Michael Caine really brought a really good um, sense of, of, of who uh, Alfred could be. Um, yeah. You know, think about, you know, Michael Go, uh, Goa from uh, the original four, the first four. Um, you know, he, he was funny sometimes and not much of the character there, you know, just right. pop up. Oh, you here. Do you want me to pack your lunch for you? Kind of. But but you know, Michael had actually depth to mm -hmm. Alfred, 
um, and you you hadn't had that before. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, he 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 had the role that Alfred's supposed to have, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. that he he is that shift, like that steering compass, because he's got he's got Bruce's ear more than anyone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's not just the old guy that tells out of out of date jokes, and that's mm-hmm. the laugh, and and that's something too. Um, and that was why that was why I said like I I have thoughts about why you don't enjoy these movies as much uh, because no one is treated for a comic comedic effect right no that is true uh, no one no one's thought of and like oh this is he's gonna get the line that's gonna make the audience laugh right yeah mm-hmm. no it, it's all serious it's all cinematic it yeah. it's it's real film it just happens <laughs> to be about the Cape Crusade yeah like, it's a drama yeah it, it is yeah. And and, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's part of it for you because like we I mean no surprise to anyone I'm sure we uh, don't spend a lot of time watching uh, Academy Award winning. We don't watch film. Like, no. Yeah, we watch movies. It's a Star yes. Wars podcast, folks. What do you Come expect? Um, y'all, need, y'all need to broaden your horizons a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just know. saying, if you want to talk about Wes Anderson, hit the bricks. Go right. somewhere else. Like, yeah. Unless it's yeah. Oh, King. Hey, we we only worship the Wes of Craven here, okay? Uh, like, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and, and so, but, and, and that's the big difference, right? Like, Alfred was thought of, of, all right, old guy, he can't do much, but I guarantee he's going to get some good lines. Mm-hmm. But here you you get someone like Michael Caine and you use them. Yep. Uh, and yep. he sells it instantly. Like I specifically wrote down the note of like the 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 beginning scene. This is not the best um, like Thomas uh, Wayne death scene like this. No. That whole sequence isn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know what it is with some of the acting and everything. It just doesn't feel like it lands for me necessarily. It mm-hmm. feels like something I would have seen in a lesser Batman movie. Going to see? Was it just so? Like... It was okay. So, uh, it was supposed to be Zorro. Uh, That's yes. long, long Comic told the yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, Nolan nixed that because he he was adamant from the get go. This is a universe without heroes, because he wanted Bruce to make the choice on his own to be a hero, to be a symbol, and so he uh, opted for a play. I don't know if it was a real play, but he That's opted for a play. That played on his his <laughs> fears, right? Uh, so in, instead of inspiring him, it it actually did the alternative uh, and everything. Yeah. Um, Why do we fall? And so we can get back up. Great line! Oh, yeah, one of the best lines in cinema. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, so like the the scene's not great, right? It, it's it's um it's Raimi Spider Man levels of look, we got to do the scene. We get we, yeah. the scene. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Right. Um, and then they get on to the ground. good stuff. Um, but after the funeral, when uh, and and shout out to Gus, the guy that played um, young Bruce, because he he mm-hmm. did well, yeah. hands mm-hmm. down. Absolutely. When he turns around and when he's like, "It's my fault." Like when he and and Michael Caine just swoops in and, and like yep. instantly, this is Alfred. Yeah, this mm-hmm. that that was yep. the one that did it for me, and he never disappointed the whole time that he carried that character right. for me for sure. Absolutely. Well, well that's I, like. I, go ahead, go ahead, Charlie. Well, it's like the Michael Caine's Alfred. You you get the sense of him being a dad, mm-hmm. and the yeah. other one you do, you don't get that. You you don't you don't get it. You know, um, and and totally totally off my head here, 
But there's a there's an episode in the 66 Batman where uh, Bruce Wayne is kidnapped and Alfred has to dress up as Batman and mm-hmm. act as Batman. I believe Michael Caine's Alfred could do that. Absolutely. And get, <laughs> I and get away with it. I do believe that. I, 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 I'm with you. He can um, lift the log. He can lift, you know, I, many things. I will the best keep... line in the entire trilogy. <laughs> What's the point of all those push-ups if you can't even lift a bloody log? That's and, right. And that's, yes. that's the best. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. is it, it's, le- it's less comedic effect. It's less for the right. jab yeah. at the mm-hmm. gut. It's, it's, it's literal motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and it's, he's it's fighting him. Yeah. That's Alfred it, to a T. Alfred exactly. does two things for Bruce Wayne. He keeps him grounded and he throws a lot of sass at him. Yep. Right. Like that's if, if he can if he can do those two things, you've got yourself an Alfred Pennyworth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Michael Caine had it in spades. Yeah. Um, but before we uh jump on, I will say I believe that Michael Caine got more Michael Caine as the series went on. It's true. Yeah. Because yeah. if you if you listen, he gets more. He he starts to sound more like an impression of Michael Caine than Michael Caine, and I don't know why. Yeah, but give by- me your best Michael Caine right now. Do it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna use the same line. What's the point of all those push-ups if you can't even lift a bloody log? You one. almost went Irish there. I almost, like man. Yeah, I know you want to try it because I, I I butcher it. I'm right. not a great Michael, I'm not a great impressionist. Yeah, my, my cocaine. Just say Michael, my cocaine. My cocaine. That's all you gotta do, buddy. Um. But I, I don't know why, but there's just scenes in the in the third one where I'm just like, he, did he have a little extra to drink the morning of? Or Probably. Just, yeah, like, I'm just like, where, where's that coming from? Uh, but all in good fun. Um, quick blast of other good characters that I think were excellently uh, cast. Gary Oldman. Yes. 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 Gary Oldman's mustache yes. stole the show. Fantastic. The, what an amazing character. Jim Gordon. Um, uh, Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. Yes. First of all, thank you for doing Lucius Fox. Yes, please. I mean, I I love the Batman's cue. Um, and also it's just it's Morgan Freeman. Yeah. How are you going to be mad at that? Morgan Freeman can can read read me to sleep. The the only shame is that we didn't get enough Morgan Freeman Michael Caine like team up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they got like two scenes together, I think. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, the weight of that. They couldn't afford to have them in the same room together, is what it is. Probably. Uh, you mentioned him, um, and we'll we'll use that as a segue into sort of the climax of of Batman Begins. Um, although, I mean, I, I'll just say I have so many thoughts about the beginning of this film, yeah. and you know, Bruce's time spent with the League of Shadows, mm-hmm. uh, with Duncan, aka Raz Al Ghul, like, and and I mean, come on, Liam Neeson as the the mentor turned villain, like. Slay. Come on. Oh, Slay. so good. Slay. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think it's because that's so dense with what builds him, what sets right. up his morals, what defines his character, right? That the, That's where Batman is born. Right. Um, and then it's no, it's, it's also not, it's not with Ra's al Ghul, if we're going to jump to the end of the movie, he elects not to save him, mm-hmm. which let's not, let's not tiptoe through the tulips around that. He is choosing death for him mm-hmm. right and batman's one rule is what i won't kill he yeah, he didn't break that rule but he <laughs> bent that thing he bent that thing and oh, he will hard. deal and he will deal with the consequences of that in film three mm-hmm. you know absolutely I mean? yep um and uh the, and that and you, that brings me to a point you you had mentioned the the key word for me so like i associated each of these films with uh, a word 
And uh, for Batman Begins, it's that this movie is a movie about character, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. builds and defines and spends the most time with Bruce Wayne so that by the end of the movie, we know why he chose Batman, right? Exactly. Um, and, and that's the funny thing is this is the only film that we really, really, really get Bruce Wayne because uh, like the big finale, like we've already mentioned, uh, at some point in his journey, he stops really being Bruce Wayne and being Batman mm -hmm. and keeping up the persona. And we live with Batman for the other two films, basically. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And so uh, this is definitely a movie about character. And I think that's part of why, uh, as far as like emotional value, this one hits me more than the other two. Uh, of all of them, I find myself so resonant with some of the the little beads of wisdom, the little moments of like moral choice and the kind of tit for tat of well this is the right thing to do that's the right thing to do like i just love that kind of stuff and, yeah. and this movie does does it so well um but we build towards finally a very classic batman villain climax yes. right yep. um a very good batman and, villain and, and i will say the league of shadows and raza ghoul have the best motivation for destroying gotham than i think anyone else yeah. does yeah like yeah it even, makes sense mm -hmm. e even in their reasons for being the villains they did such a good job creating a believable story yep you know th this group that thinks of themselves as uh you know above the law uh above this sort of uh fe festering cesspool of morality and all this other stuff like they they look down on all of it and they 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 get to be the judge and executioner when it gets too big for its britches right yeah mm -hmm. so we're going to destroy the city i'm yep. with i'm with you i get it yeah. i'm in it yeah. it's not ridiculous at all and i love that uh we're not free as a city uh we're not turning the world into plants like we're we're no. mm -hmm. dealing with legit stuff yeah. it's um, literally you know batman begins if i'm going to I'm going to try to dip my toe into a little philosophy here. It's, it's the away. League of Shadows are utilitarians. Mm -hmm. You know, for them, they're, in their mind, they're trying to do the most amount of good for the most amount of people, right? And yeah. one of the ways to do the most amount of good is just nixing Gotham. It's become too corrupt. Mm -hmm. Batman is a deontologist. He's, you know, the ends never justify the means. It, the, the action is either morally right or morally wrong. So the fight between these two things is literally it's a philosophical battle it's what's better is it is it um, an action is either right or wrong or is do, do the ends justify the means you know that's what i think makes the the dark knight trilogy so meaty to dig into because it does ask these questions you know and i i have no shame in admitting that i learned a little bit about philosophy by reading a book about the batman and philosophy so Oh, heck yeah. Mm, we bruh. got Star Wars. Yeah, I was going to say, books. we have Star Wars. Like, whatever gets you learning more about yourself, the world, the universe, and helps you be a better person by, yep. like, knowledge yep. is power, right? Yep. The more you learn, the better you can be. And so, however yeah. you get there, you get there, man. Exactly. Because these films um, ask the question, is the Batman a moral character? Is he a morally good character? Is mm -hmm. he doing good? Or is he having more negative effect? You know? Exactly. Right. It asks it, that question. And and that and that's the thing. He's not just the guy in the cape swooping in to save the day, um, right. and we're not going to just let him go and not ask questions. You know, thanks, Batman. See you next yeah. time. Like, no, like we're going to deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. 
uh, and and that's what I love is it's just a bunch of dealing with the world that it's in and, yeah. and people trying to find the best way uh, to deal with the world that they're in, um, including Ra's al Ghul. And we'll use this to wrap up Batman Begins, um, unless you all have some any any lingering thoughts. But um, you mentioned Killian Murphy. Uh, Got to shout out the boy. Would you like um, to see my mask? <laughs> So good. So dang good. So good. Like they they did such a good job with the Joker, right? They did not go overboard, in my no. opinion. Like no. they still grounded the heck out of that maniac. Absolutely. But the one time they spent their money on no, we gotta buy it. We gotta get a crazy guy. Yeah. Uh they spent it for Scarecrow, and I thank them it was for it. Brilliant. Excellent. <laughs> the best casting. The, the, they, these movies have the best casting. They do. Oh, they for do. sure. Uh, Charlie, what 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 do you think of Scarecrow being the the one we lead in with? Uh was that I mean, because uh, like you you and Kev, y'all are y'all are real bat people. We we just we're here for the leather and the nipples, but like for you guys, it's legit. <laughs> and so like did, did that grind your gears that it's not one of the bigger names in the road gallery or anything? Or? Well, the first time I saw it, yes, I was like, you know, they could have got someone a lot better than the Scarecrow to do this. But then I watched it and I was like, wow, this is pretty badass. Mm. I mean, you know, Scarecrow, man, that scared me a little bit. It made my butthole yeah. perker up a little bit. Now, <laughs> <you know what's laughs> it, it, it had the old bat cave closing, as you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, I, I was I was really surprised at just what they did with uh, a, a, a kind of a lesser known character that you know a lot of people didn't really yep. know about. Yeah, yeah, and, and supposedly that was a lot of the logic was like, I mean, you know, you mentioned it, Kev, 2005. We aren't too far outside of the last Batman era. I mean, mm -hmm. you're talking like going from uh, Spider-Man 3 to The Amazing Spider-Man, right? Like a, a yeah. recent memory. And so I, I do think it was a smart uh, choice on their part to pick someone new. Sure. Uh, and it was it was it was. Uh, decently misleading mm -hmm. right um i don't know if I, I i never felt got with the whole razal ghoul thing i don't know uh mm -hmm. it, how any of y'all felt no. um once you were surprised he came back in the end <laughs> no not no, at all well, no no i mean he's a, he's an immortal character so how do you ground that in reality exactly. right you just oh he just survived I, I really enjoy the way they did that, though. The whole, you know, at the party and the crazy Karen just being like, and am I pronouncing this right? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love that. It's great. Because uh, that's someone's grandma after watching this movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Batman Begins, like I said, I have a lot of thoughts, but I definitely think this is a film uh, about character. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and uh, the last thing I'll say about that is we move into The Dark Knight is I think that oftentimes, uh, especially now that there really is sort of a modern, uh, non-cohesive DCEU mm -hmm. going on with film, uh, there's a lot of this tit-for-tat of Marvel versus DC film, right? Yeah. Um, right. Like, just let go of the competition, guys. Yeah. You, you got good stuff. Just do your stuff good. There, exactly. Um, yeah. And, and so, and I think there's a temptation with these to say that, like, look, no, th this is like Marvel levels of DC, and I stop comparing. I, I I don't I don't even think that's right to do. Mm -mm. You no. know, like no. I I don't know, and yeah, there's been many a beautiful moment, and we will talk about some of them um, on the show in the future for sure in a Marvel movie that have gotten me. Yeah, for sure, sure. But there are beautiful moments in a comic book movie. They are not 
cinema. They're not like ex like above and beyond film. Like the they're not what this is. Yeah. True. Uh like say what you will, but Nolan did good film that happened to have a comic book character. Precisely. Yeah. John Favreau knew he was making a comic book movie. He made a good action movie, sure, but he knew he was making an Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Like everybody that walks in on an MCU movie knows they're making a comic book movie. Uh, Nolan did something refreshing and unique, and I, I think it excels in its own way. Absolutely. Um, and even as we've talked about like these movies versus the 90s Batman movies and this director versus that director, not, all of it's great in its own measure, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and I think the best thing Nolan did was realize that he does only really have himself to compete with. He he took the the fence line of this university yeah. create like this is my thing. This is my mm-hmm. little corner. I'm not crossing over. I'm not referencing. I'm gonna deal with the little world that I've got. Right. Yes. Um. And what he did with that was create the first, the best first twenty minutes of a movie ever created. <laughs> the best heist movie ever created the, the best heist movie in another movie exactly. <laughs> we yep. just stop and appreciate for a minute that bank scene yeah oh. absolutely spectacular that was what um, a start i have a problem with the bank scene oh no oh no here it is okay so, <laughs> so right. at, at the end of the bank scene when he's driving out the school bus yes how do you not realize that bus is coming out of that that gum building <laughs> i mean don't worry about it man i mean you're also watching a movie where you have to like suspend disbelief to be like okay yeah that guy's wearing a cowl with pointy ears got it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know, but with yeah, radio yeah. receivers yeah. in them you know yeah uh, get a bunch of cat yeah i mean like put in a big pile like, <laughs> exactly like it, it's the, there's there's a lot about these films that are grounded in reality but it's still mm-hmm. there's still a it's, lot of like still you, know, batman. you still have to suspend your disbelief a little bit yeah exactly. it, it's still batman no, and, and, and my thing, like, high, pri- high prize. It comes when, uh, and, and this isn't a jab to you, like, I, I, I perfectly get it, Charlie, but, like, uh, when, when your film has only nitpicks about it, that's a good, a good movie. That's a good movie. You're exactly. Right. You're right. You're right. When, when, you, when you've you got time it. to wonder about that thing, it shows everything else is just so yep. in order in the house. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, like I, I love what they did with two and three for sure of starting with the villain, right? Like mm-hmm. now that we've got Batman, yep. uh, we can just go in. We know what we're living with. We know what we're working with. Uh, so now let's introduce yeah. and make a case for our villains. And my gosh, I, you know, I don't know if there has yet been someone who's come into a role with such vigor and creativity uh, and uniqueness that like yeah. Heath Ledger is the Joker. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I remember, I remember the controversy of like Heath Ledger is going to be the Joker. What are we doing here? Like he's an actor. Like, do you know, uh, like mm-hmm. you talk about a beautiful man, like, Oh, uh, 10 things I had about you. Knight's tale. Come on. Oh, you, you, you do know he scared the crap out of Michael Caine. Really? Cool. Yes, in in the apartment scene when they're doing the party for uh, Harvey Dent. Oh yeah, he terrified Michael. K- Michael Caine was like, I had to leave. It was I was terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you talk about a guy who really leaned in to this character. 
mm. and yeah. leaned into the idea. Like, I love that one of the small things is that like, there's no definitive origin for the Joker, right? No. There's no definitive. It, he's this person or this person. And what I love that Heath Ledger did in the writing is like every time he talked about his scars, it was a different story. It was a different story, yeah. you know. And all yep. of them are true. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say like uh, one of the uh, best like fan things I've seen on Reddit, which is almost to that, like they hypothesized like uh, I, I think everything's true. I think it's all stories he's accumulated of other people that have been screwed over. That have only like fueled the crazy of this guy because like there is a history there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like absolutely. The, the little bit we do get is that uh, he was a person that went over the edge, and now he just wants to watch it burn. Yeah. yeah. How do you get there though? And and I think and and what I love about that theory is it's just like he probably doesn't have the most extravagant story, but he's got stories. He's got mm-hmm. multiple sure. stories behind him that make him the maniac that he is. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't think anybody, I, I definitely wouldn't have thought that level of a performance was going to come from Heath Ledger for sure. Not at all. But no, no. Not at all. It, it, it floored me. It yeah. floored me. And, and if anything, the only disservice that it does is that it makes people want to live up to that, to recreate oh, that and yeah. try like just. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's special magic right there. Yeah. Talk about pissing in the pool. Like, I mean, yeah. Anybody who who has to play Joker now is like, I mean, how do you follow that? You know, yeah, but you don't, you don't, you don't. You have to just find a way to make it your own. Like what Heath Ledger did. He took this character and made it a very unique portrayal because I, I see him as like yeah. a I see him as like a full anarchist punk rock guy gone over the edge. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Like everything from the face paint to the, the colored hair. Like this is a guy that like you know this is a guy that probably lives every black flag song you know yes. <laughs> well you you, you, def- you definitely <laughs> get those um like political sort of militaristic kind of vibes to him he's got mm-hmm. skill from somewhere right like yes like every everything is so thoughtful about leading into that and i think that's what's you know that and, and that like we were leading in before like there you can't title anything the best of anything just because it's so steeped in what it's created in right and this is such a villain of the times i sure. i do think um that sort of anarchist that sort of just watch it burn kind of mentality i think that is very real of the time that it came out i think this was 2009 right 2008 um 2008, 2008. Yeah. um and so like it's just it's it's definitely in that era i think that it fit exactly uh who who we were really seeing in, in the world actually sure. i think mm-hmm. um and to counter that with uh a performance by aaron eckhart as uh, oh. harvey dent so um man. those two playing off each other yeah I, Fantastic. I've said before, and um, I've even recommended, hey, go check out uh, Batman 89, the comics that actually follow. You get the, you know, you get the long promised Billy D, Two-Face, you get all that stuff. Cool. But if anybody could rival that sort of, you know, swagger uh, that that he had, I think they they captured it pretty well here. Oh, yeah. He, he, he does, you know, he did really act well in that space of the idealistic man right mm-hmm. yeah. good morals yep. good life he's he's just he's the epitome of what we should all want right Absolutely. right he is the character 
in general of demons run when a good man goes to war. Yeah. Like, he mm-hmm. has been broken by pain and yep. everything that he's seen up until this point that turned him into the two-faced monster that we see in the middle end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, God, I, and like, this does do the MCU thing, right? It does kill a villain at right after sure. they're introduced. Yeah. But him, him as a vehicle, his legacy goes on uh, yeah. very well into the next film and everything. Like, like there's ripple effects. I don't think it's just absolutely, a, uh, you know, done so we can move on to the next one kind of thing. Um, but well, he was supposed uh, to be in the next one. Yeah, and that's what I've heard. I th- yeah. I actually heard that Joker and Two Face were supposed to reprise a little bit. Yeah. Um, at, you know, there's a version of this third film I'm curious about for sure. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so, because I mean, I mean, at the end of the Dark Knight, I mean, spoiler alert, um, Joker lives. <laughs> he's just hanging there. Yeah, you know? he's, so, he's alive. Yeah, and but we we don't know if he's in Arkham or if he's in Blackgate, but you know, and then with the uh, with the uh, jumping ahead a little bit, but with the release of all those inmates from Blackgate, yeah, maybe he got out again. You mm-hmm. know, right? And is also a factor. I yeah. mean, it, which and, is terrifying. Which is terrifying. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, the, the line that he had, you know, look what I did to this city with a few drums of gas and a few bullets. Like, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. That's yeah. terrifying. Like, well, the Joker should scare the hell out of you. Yeah. Right. And and I thought that there were so many interesting allusions to this version of the Joker to other versions that I think regardless of what future might have been, weren't probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's such an embodiment of the killing joke in this guy of yes. just the example of just like it just does take one bad day it just takes one yep. bad example it takes one instance and then all chaos ensues yep right all you've got to do is dangle the right carrot in front of the right horse and it's just going to go off the cliff yep. and um I, I and that's what i love about what they do is they don't stick to any definitive version uh you know i think they used four different uh uh, series for the first film yeah. uh, they used a couple for this one and, and it kind of comes down to what they want from the character too sure. is what, what kind of headspace do we want to run with for this one um, and, and I definitely think and, and that's the thing they do well too is let's get it so right they don't care that it's different exactly exactly you know if you invest um, enough in the characters you stop caring about like uh it's not really accurate to the killing joke i mean i'm just saying like well and and we we talked uh, at the intro about you know kenobi coming out and first of all i just want to ask the star wars fandom what did the grand inquisitor do to hurt you calm <laughs> down um like trailers and preview content betray media so much by giving us too much to work with before we've established an attachment, right? Yeah. Sorry, my, I just hit my cat in the face because she's <laughs> like right here in the, in the mix. Um, like when, when you... Fat in, kitty. When you're invested in the Joker and, and what they did with him, you care a lot less that he's nothing like Jack Nicholson. He's Precisely. nothing like Cesar Romero. He's nothing like the comics. Um, it, like when you really start to find a reason to appreciate it for what it is by it being different your opinions start to lose a lot of footing on uh you know being very steadfast of no it's just not right Right. they didn't do it right right and so we but we preview and we see so much before we've we've been able to form those sorts of attachments that i think people prejudge things Mm -hmm. yeah i mean yeah 
Yeah, and it's like you said, when when Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker, there was obviously opinions, right? Yeah. But then if you just shut up and wait till the movie comes out, you will see that he turned in a performance of the most mm-hmm. terrifying Joker you could imagine. Mm. Because this is a Joker that was not only terrifying, but capable. This is a guy that took everything Batman did and flipped it on its head. And then on top of that, took the world's greatest detective and made him play catch up to him. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it is the most perfect foil to a hero you could ask for. Yeah. And then, and then on top of that, he wins. Exactly. For all intents and purposes, the Joker wins at the end of that yeah. film. Yep. Um, but, and I think, um, I think you said the, the key word, right? This Joker's capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we've always wondered what it'd be like if any one Batman villain realized their potential. Yeah. And and this was a, a a thesis in what if we had a a villain with a good foundation, you know, um, not necessarily the most wrong opinions, and with the know how to make it happen. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, you get quite the perfect storm. Um. And one of the things too, I'll say, like, so you know, first film for me, it was it was character. That was the word that jumped out. For this one, it was about consequence to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For this one, it felt like this was the consequences of Batman. All right, you're going to choose Batman as your character. You're going to choose to live his life and have this symbol. All right, here's the consequences. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we do get uh, the death of Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, you and know, a very good scene. Uh, yeah, like, heart wrenching scene. Well, mm-hmm. like like and I, I hate to draw the parallel because so many are making the parallel with the batman to you know seven mm-hmm. um, but seven level of twist there yeah. with the whole you know you've got to make a choice right you know, you've got, uh, i'm like oh my gosh um you you, you get hey, harvey knock it off. sorry the pup's in there back he's making a noise sorry <laughs> okay. they're sharing their opinions and and loudly but it's okay yeah. um you get you get harvey uh, yep. embodiment of consequence of choice and everything yeah. and, and or like lack thereof. exactly yeah you could almost make it about consent too but mm-hmm. um yeah so, well said <laughs> yes. i i yeah i don't i don't know if it strikes anybody else like that um no, absolutely it did absolutely it did because the the con- consequence is a really really good word for it because you know Bruce, I guess, had it in his head that, you know, the, 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 the Batman's time is ending, you know, but it's, but it, Alfred had the best reasoning as to why no. Like he said, you, you pummeled them, you squeezed them, you did all of this stuff, and you, you expected what? Them to just roll over? Like, mm-hmm. no. And then, the, and of course, all the consequences, like, A, Joker wins the end of this exchange. Your shining knight in the DA is now disfigured, dead, and a murderer. Um, Your love interest, she's dead. Um, And now you've made this decision to take the blame for it. And now the Batman's gone. Exactly. Right. And then then the entire foundation of your victory built Mm -hmm. on a lie. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's such a, it's such a radical thing. If you think about it, to be like, you know we're gonna we're gonna frame it as if the heroes found a way to win, but no, the villain really took the took the W in this one. It's pretty yeah. radical. 
Well, and and radical too for Christopher to undo everything he did in the first film. Yeah. Like you know, but by, by ending where we do end, it undoes that incorruptible symbol of Batman that he he claimed he would be, and all of this other right. stuff. Um, and and it's peace at a cost, which is sadly such a real and relatable concept. Uh, but but you know when we come into the Dark Knight Rises, like the, as is often described in the first forty five minutes, this is peace times, right? Yep. This is no longer war. We've won. It's it's peaceful because of this and because of this foundation we have with the Dent Foundation. Like all of that, we're we're good. We won. Yeah. You know. Um. And and it feels like it sets up uh this this legacy that is so real and that good sometimes still comes with consequence. It still comes with baggage sometimes. And that your heroes are not infallible ever. Like yep. you cannot put people on a pedestal because like the Joker says he was already on the edge. I just gave him a little push. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's a it's, bad day away from being a Batman villain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's brilliant in the sense that like, with batman he's not a perfect character he's yeah. not a perfect human being he's incredibly flawed mm -hmm. and you know with dark knight rises you see that you see his flaws right up at the forefront like this guy not only took the took the l with joker he took it so hard he just stopped like yeah he just stopped you know and he became a recluse and yeah you know, he's almost directionless without a war to fight he has no direction you even see that with jim gordon jim gordon doesn't have a war to fight but he's still acting like it's wartime because they yeah. they can't let that go because they know that it was a hollow victory yeah they, well they built their character and their symbol on war and mm -hmm. so of course when mm -hmm. there's no war uh all of a sudden you don't need to turn on the light anymore um and actually it, it was um it was one of my notes for batman begins but it carries throughout the whole thing uh, for sure, like you said, in that I appreciate, and I'm not talking about the occasional boozy night that Tony Stark has or, you know, one of those little slip ups, but like they make him a compromised character. Yeah. Bruce mm -hmm. Wayne makes bad choices yep. throughout each of these films, right? Oh, yeah. I appreciate that so much because it really is just a man trying. He's mm -hmm. trying with all of the information and all of the the feeling that he has to make the right choice. Yep. And he's bound to screw it up like any of us are. Absolutely. But it, it sets you up from get go. What's the point? We fall down to learn mm -hmm. and get back up. Yes. That That's a resounding drum beyond all of these films. Yeah. Driving yeah. each each moment and each character choice. For sure. they, they made Bruce Wayne more relatable to the normal person. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Unlike, unlike the rest of them, you know, Bruce Wayne is this extremely disciplined person who doesn't mess up, who doesn't do anything wrong. But Bell's character is, yeah, I'm flawed. I'm, I'm human. You know, I, I'm going to screw up. And he does a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's so. the best part of it. That's the mm -hmm. best part of it. Like, yeah. I mean, I think I could speak for all of us. Like we don't want perfect character portrayals. No. Like they'll give me a perfect character. You give me some schadenfreude and we're going to be okay. But like, <laughs> You know, but if it's if it's too perfect, it's like, uh, okay, well, I'm not I'm not interested. It, it it's funny it's funny you say so like me and uh, Justice, our other Bat friend, a friend of the show, and who'll be on next week when we talk about uh, the Batman. Mm. Um, 
he he and I have this reoccurring thing. We go back and forth all the time uh, with jabs about just not liking Superman. We make it such a butt of a joke. Um, Superman sucks. <laughs> and, <laughs> Why are you so rude? And Part of the reason, we, like, like we we joke a lot, but part of the reason we have le- legitimate opinions, I'm not saying right opinions, it's just our opinions, but the reason we have r- real uh, conclusions of, no, that's not my hero, uh, is because he is too perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes, uh, you know, Henry Cavill's performance uh, such a standout for sure for me, mm-hmm. um, is from the get-go flawed and human. Yep. Um, it, yep. He, he doesn't stand out as an alien amongst men because of his you know uh perfect character it's because of his power and he has to learn the character yeah um is man is not clark kent clark kent is superman yes it's it's very much the same situation uh it's it's just about how they deal with it right right um and so for sure for me like superman in general is too perfect and i'm sure Somebody can reference me a comic that is like, no, here he is tripping and falling down. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm super generally, right? Yeah. I, I can just count off more times Batman has failed than Superman. Sure. That, you know, that's my point. And honestly, if you have Superman around, like you got to work hard to be worried about the outcome. Right. Where, again, a, a man in a, in a bat suit, yeah, I'm kind of worried. Well, know? yeah. I mean, and think about character flaws. I mean, between The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, Bruce Wayne completely forgets his father's lesson. Why do you mm-hmm. fall? Mm-hmm. You know, between yep. those two movies, Bruce falls and just like, I'm not getting up. I'm going to stay right well, here. What I think it is, and, and yeah, we, and we can transition uh, into The Dark Knight Rises. Um, what I think it is, is he thought he got up. Well, we're, all he did was really stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you imagine the illustration of the well, right? All he did was stand up in the bottom of the well, and he thought that was, all right, I got back up. Right. Now what? This is it? You know, yeah. life without my love? You know, a, a city that's got clean streets at the cost of a lie? Like, this is what I fought for. Great. You know? Yeah, like now. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's one of those situations where it's just like, you you turned, you moved, you stood up in your situation, but you didn't really change anything. And so right. it's that idea of just like, right, but now t- start taking steps. Start, yeah. start. I mean, as is literally the case with this film, the analogy, start climbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I love so much the parallel uh, in cinematography that we start with a well, we end essentially with a well. Yeah. A well, like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like, it's poetry. It rhymes. Did George Lucas yeah. write this? Uh, no. <laughs> No, I didn't write this. No, no, I no. didn't do that. No. That's why it's good. No, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're gonna this. I'm gonna tell. Burn! I listen. The Phantom Menace is my favorite Star Wars. Obviously, I love George Lucas Star Wars. He's just hammy as heck. It's the flannel. If he gave up the flannel, he'd be he would be Superman. He's everyone's favorite grandpa. Like that's that, that that's his one. <laughs> I've never that, heard that before, but yes, that that's his one flaw, right? It, it's the flannel. Um, yeah, but you're right. Like it, it's it's those parallels, right? And you know, I I what I one of my favorite things about the Dark Knight Rises, and it's probably one of it's probably my favorite of the trilogy, is like. Mm. I like how quickly Bruce fell back into being Batman once the opportunity arose. Mm-hmm. 
Like once he realized like, no, this needs my attention. It was just, it wasn't like, Oh, should I, should I No, It's like, Oh, I'm going to find my way to come back because Absolutely. again, he's compulsive. He's, he's, he is the Batman, right? You know, take the, what was it? Eight years that he wasn't the Batman. He became a recluse. He was miserable just hanging out in the East wing of his mansion, you know, but the minute that he had to come back in, it was like reinvigorated. Like he had life yeah. again. Well, and, and it's not necessarily meant to be taken as a healthy choice because oh no, uh, like, like <laughs> you mentioned and, and uh, even Christian Bale agrees with you because he described uh, especially Bruce in this film, surprisingly as an addict, he's addicted to the anger and the mm -hmm. situation he feels motivated by that being his parents murder and everything. Mm -hmm. Like he's addicted to that situation being his motivation. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, kind of, Back to my analogy, like it's so often that people get clean and they think that sober living is boring living. And it's just like, no, dude, that's just like you, you're sober. Then you've got to actually like do life stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> if you fall into the sewer and you're just knee deep in crap, you stand up, you're still standing. In you're crap. still in crap. Well, yeah. and that's you the thing. Like climb out if you're if your goal was to get clean and clean alone, if you're if your goal was to rid crime and rid crime alone and you do that and you have no more, no, no more depth to who you are and what your identity is, you did it for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Right. That's just my personal belief. Um, I think you've got to do it for the and, and Michael Caine's um, Alfred does the same. He, he said, like, you used to do this for a reason. You used to have a glimmer in your eye that this was for a reason, yeah. that you could yep. have a life, that the ones you protect could have a life. And all of a sudden, no, now you're like, oh, no, I've got no more uh, people to punch. Yeah. Right. Like my knee don't work. No, so good. No more. Like, yeah. like neither. I will punch anyone. What? And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and that like that. That's what's so good about this movie. It, it does. Although he does step back into Batman for the wrong reasons, he eventually mm -hmm. does choose life for the right reasons. And that, yes. that's the point. It gives him a reason to want to live again. Right. And then what The Dark Knight Rises does so beautifully that no other Batman movie has ever done is it gives him a happy ending. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Like he gets an end. He gets yeah. to lay the burden down and he gets to go live a life. Like, because Batman's a Sisyphus type character, man. He's just rolling yeah. that boulder up mm -hmm. and down the hill every day, every day. To give him an ending was beautiful. And then not only that, to give Bruce the happy ending. Yes. But leave the door open for the Batman to still be there. Absolutely. That That's when mm -hmm. Batman became Bruce Wayne, right? Yes. Like we start yep. with Bruce becoming Batman and we end with Batman becoming Bruce. And it's yep. funny you say that, Kev, because that was my... Uh, word for this one is conclusion. And yes, I lose, used alliteration. I was raised in the church. I can't help it. Um, it works. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, like this, this is such a definitive and good ending. It's, it's a story about how to end and finish well. Yeah. Um, while teasing a, a, a comeback. And if, if we ever get a fourth one, that's what my C would be for that. If you're wondering, it would be <laughs> comeback. Yeah. Um, conclusion. Comeback. because Robin. my um my last note for this one and that doesn't mean we necessarily we have to wrap up right now but it just you, you led me there kev I oh, have no to worries no worries no, you're but good. um I, I, my last note was the dark knight rising wasn't bruce it was blake yeah um yeah. Yeah. like and i feel like an idiot because i'm sure everyone else came to that conclusion first 
but like this <clears throat> this rewatch was the first time I realized wait he's rising up to the occasion the mantle he's taking it on while yep. Bruce steps back his story yep. ends mm-hmm. Wong like yep. yeah light bulb oh. went off it was a moment I mean it, and that's the thing like the if I had one regret around the Dark Knight Rises is why did you go with the name Blake and not Terry McGinnis <laughs> why did you not go with terry mcginnis you could have like shoehorned a batman beyond in there so right. easy um but you're right i mean like the there's so much to like about the dark knight rises and i feel like it just gets such a bad rap because it had to follow the dark knight but mm-hmm. i mean like bane as a villain is utterly terrifying but he's a grifter yeah. he's a grifter that he's punchy, but he's a grifter and he uses grift to sell why he's doing something while doing something else in the background. It's so like poignant for today mm. that he is that kind of a character, but he's not only that, but he's also like, he broke the Batman. Yeah. yeah. Literally. You know, like, and, and like, yeah, Bruce Wayne at this point is like eight years removed from being Batman. He's maybe not as fast as he was, maybe not as strong as he was, but he's still Batman. He's still capable. Right. And, and this dude ragdolls him. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like takes him to school, you know, and probably one of the strongest scenes in that entire movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the best shot action sequences too. One of the things this, um, which one first I, w- I want to add on to what you said about Bane. I love it. And um, uh, Tom Hardy's own description for him is one of my favorites of like, he's a classic movie monster, but with the intellect of mm-hmm. a supervillain. And I'm like the, the perfect combo, right? Because, yep. um, you know, if, if the, yeah, if the Joker challenged Batman's um, emotional level, um, you know, if he's the one that could get at him through situations uh, and through, um, you know, jabbing at those sensitive spots, it was Bane that could outmatch him on chess. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I, I love that example because that does give him all the validation he needs for being the, uh, well, I won't say the villain because I, I think there is a the villain for this, but it's not him. But mm-hmm. to be the one that does match him. Yep. Because um, Bane, Bane is, at the end of the day, uh, what Batman could have been as the symbol, as yep. this, you know, infallible uh, idea, right? And right. so that that's the beauty of that that finale is the whole, this is what you could have been, right? right? You're not perfect, but this is what you uh, could have been for sure. And you know what? Now that I chose to say that about uh, Bane, I forgot where I was originally going. Well, I mean, it's funny because like, you know, I... I... Like Captain's a lot isn't in, there's not a lot talked about with Talia, Talia Al Ghul, yes. mm-hmm. but who is the I mean, villain for me? By the exactly, way. Yeah. Yeah. because like because she is she is Bruce's consequence, right? Mm-hmm. Because when when Bruce chose to let Ra's Al Ghul die, he's now dealing with that in this third film because mm-hmm. that's that was her daddy, and now she's angry with you, and she's yes. gonna nuke your city, and and stab you in the the Jesus point. Oh the, yeah. The side? Yeah, but like I mean, it, it paralleled Jesus to me. Yeah, yeah well, no, it, it's it's. Don't look at me like that. You're not Zach Snyder would Zach Snyder would agree. He sees You're Jesus in everything. Yep. Zach uh, Snyder has a messiah <laughs> complex. <laughs> yes. Right. Anyway, yes. uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Ta- Talia's the villain, and so if Bane 
is the Batman gone wrong. Talia is the Bruce gone wrong. Yes. Right. The, the lost parent. Uh, what you choose to do with that. Like she makes all the wrong choices Bruce didn't make. And obviously we, we saw the first movie. He did make some wrong choices, but ultimately right. he landed on his feet. Um, but yeah, he's dealing with the consequences of what it's like for people that don't make those sorts of conclusions for sure. Right. Yeah, Bruce landed on his feet. Talia landed, but wasn't on her feet. No, he was, he was down a down an overpass in a truck. Yeah, and then died very <laughs> overpassedly. Well, what's what's funny is I forgot how it happened. Um, again, I'm far removed. Uh, or not far, but I, I haven't watched them t- together in a long time, and I, I I sit with two more often than anything. Yeah. Um, I forgot how it all happened. So when that truck went down, I was just like, man. They should both be dead. You know, her and Jim Gordon. I'm like, they should yeah. both be dead. And then she comes around and or, or, uh, Gordon comes around and she's just like purpled and everything. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. she dead. OK. <laughs> no, see, it made. OK, so it made me think of uh, Zack Snyder watching Batman v Superman, the commentary. And every time Batman yeah. would murk somebody, he's like, oh, he's fine. I'm sure he's fine. He's fine. I'm sure he's yeah. fine. But whatever, like she launched off. I'm like, I'm sure she's fine. It's true. Yeah. Plot <laughs> armor. Plot armor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't remember where I was going with uh, a point before Bane, but you know what? Hey, Bane, I I appreciate much like with the Scarecrow, they gave him a good outing. Um, yeah, I remember being one of those fanboys. I loved Bane because Bane, he looked cool, right? He, like that's all I, I needed. But but he was he was just muscle. He wasn't anything. This movie gave him a character. Yeah, gave him, gave him yeah. gave him personality. Yeah, I mean you know. And, and and uh character in excess because mm-hmm. oh, I mean, kind of yes. like you, you you uh alluded to kev i mean he he has charisma mm-hmm. he has intelligence um he has a lot going for him beyond just the muscle mm-hmm. and it works it's not even yeah. a no we're gonna make a smart muscle head no like it it really works as a frightening villain yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Alfred has the Alfred says it, you know, look at his training, his ferocity. You know, exactly. I see the power of belief. Make your boys thick. Mm-hmm. Make them believe in something. Um, sure. That's how you make a good villain. And, and speaking of uh, making good villains, but landing them well, uh, the be- the best Catwoman uh, or the better Catwoman. Either way, I, I thought that Anne Hathaway did a fantastic Amazing. job. She did Amazing. a great job. I, she, she did. She's done. I, she She's no Michelle oh. Pfeiffer. No, she is no. She's Michelle no Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. <laughs> she is no but, Pfeiffer. but she she understood the assignment in that you're not playing Catwoman. You're playing. Hey, Catwoman. that's what the kids are saying. You know, I know. I thirty three year old man trying to be relatable. Right. Uh, <laughs> what are you, Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, she got it because you don't play Catwoman. No. You don't play Catwoman. You play Selena Kyle. Exactly. And exactly. she nailed the character of Selena Kyle. Like nailed it. The yeah, desperation. It, well, it, it, and the writing assisted with that. Like they didn't sure. write sex appeal in there, right? No. Like the if listen, all right. If if you do the character right, the sex appeal is gonna be there. Exactly. Right. Like if that's what you're going for, it's just gonna be there. Um, but you get you gotta land it with the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um and, and I think they did well to to round it out. Actual cat burglar. Yeah. Is it yes. is it so hard? Is it so hard to, to to actually get the one thing about her character the most right that she yep. robs people? Exactly. Yep. She's I, a stealer. 
Hey, yeah, yeah. We watched a we watched a thing about um, uh, Catwoman two thousand and four, two, three. You mean you Halle Berry? Yes. Yeah, we don't speak of that in this house. Golly, she's recovered so well, though. God bless her. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. How have you managed? I I have no desire to touch that. I agree with Kevin. I have no desire to touch it. I don't want to watch it. I get, I get that. I get, I get the that. There, no one needs that. But how have you existed and not even just by osmosis run into it? I mean, I'll turn the channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I won't actively seek it out. Like, no, I don't even hmm. think it's on a streaming service. But I will say props to Halle Berry for being the first one to win a Razzie and accept and accept with an Oscar in the other hand. You know what? She's, <laughs> she's nothing if not gracious. No. Yes. Um, and again, the check cleared. <laughs> yeah, right. That's all that matters. Check right, here. exactly. Um, yeah, I now I mean if we're gonna go down the whole list of cat women, I think, man, I you know, I uh, don't Eartha Kitt. I, I think that well she is at the top. Julie I, I Newmar, agree. Yeah. Julie Newmar is at the top. Uh, well, see, it's it's one of those situations where it's like I, I think she's definitely obviously the pioneer for sure in terms mm-hmm. of uh bring bringing the character to uh non-comic audiences but i think it's an it's definitely one of those situations where uh, much like eartha kit like get a hold they get a hold of it after it's had time to exist outside of comics and they're like all right well we're gonna tweak these things about your version that Mm -hmm. that work a little bit better um i i will say 66 batman did have uh the best of both versions i think um it, it it didn't do a lot of things well uh, but I, I I think that Catwoman Thanks. fared fared the best. Cake. No, I mean I like fun fun show, but fun like show. I mean the, the thing that I <laughs> the thing that I really appreciated about Anne Hathaway as Catwoman is Bring they nailed the they nailed the attitude in the sense that yes. you know they're they Batman and Catwoman are, are opposites attract right. Mm-hmm. Yep, Batman's very firm in his his code and in the way he does things. And Catwoman is a little less firm in those things. She's a little more malleable. Let's yeah. say that. She's adaptable, if I'm going to use a line from Anne Hathaway. She's adaptable. Well, and 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 yet again, though, much like they did with Rachel Doss um, in, in the first two and everything, I felt like they got the um, the relationship levels right. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. Them ending out on their little runaway vacation. I, yeah, I'm there. It works. Right. You know, like because I Because they felt- both wanted a clean slate. Yeah, I feel I felt like that was very well earned. Uh, chemistry was good. Like that was set up, uh, and, and that's the thing to get right. You can't just get Batwoman and Catwoman together because number one, names. Number two, right. leather. Um, like <laughs> it. There's got there's got to be actual chemistry <laughs> and attraction. It's true. Right. And and I thought they had that through the whole film. One of my oh, favorite. States. It, it's actually when it's Bruce visiting her apartment and everything like that mm-hmm. whole scene is very good in I, terms of their chemistry as well. I felt their romance was more believable than Bruce and uh, Rachel Dawes. Agreed. Romance. Yeah. So Rachel, Rachel and Bruce, um, I, it's more of a, not even lust necessarily. It's not as chaotic mm-hmm. as lust, but it's, it's She's definitely this. I, yeah. You're more in love with the idea yeah, right. Of this person in this relationship, then right. uh, there's a reason it doesn't happen. Right. Like, like I, that that's really what it comes down to is 
they're they're both in love with the idea except rachel is the only one mature enough to say this is just an idea right it's not right. happening right i mean because like i always feel like selena kyle accepts bruce for who he is and yep. where he's yeah. at you know she oh, meets yeah. him where he's at well you yeah know. she sees the dual person and she understands it exactly you know she relates she, to it she she lives it exactly exactly and that and that's why she's more perfect to to accept him yes yes uh it, it's a course. lovely pun um <laughs> well i mean i don't know about you guys i have many more notes we could cover uh we could be here for four hours digging into could. all of this stuff. We really still not even scratch the top. No. My favorite line of all time in a Batman movie. Oh. Which is just hi. <laughs> oh God, yes. <laughs> yes. That, that entire hospital scene is fantastic, but that mm. particular moment Absolutely. is the best Joker I've ever seen in my life. It, it's such a meme, but it's so it, it, you're you're you are right. It is just so definitive. Uh, <laughs> exactly, I love it. It's that and the hand sanitizer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, you you might live a life of chaos, but there's no reason to accept germs. Like, come exactly. on, that's too much. Uh, Anarchy has a line too. Um, well, I mean, guys, thank you for coming on, and and yeah, again, we could we could go at it all night, uh, but we won't. Um, we're we're old and tired. <laughs> <laughs> You're not lying, man. Um, here, so yeah. Really <laughs> um, yeah, we got to get Grandpa to bed, but um, yeah, plenty more we could talk about. And and who knows? The possibilities are endless. It's like an Olive Garden for bats in here. We may return to the Dark Knight territory. We may come back because um, Lord knows. I mean, I, again, the the beginnings of Batman Begins alone. And, you know, and Bruce in the wilderness is enough for me to write, write a thesis. So sure. there's plenty of grounds to return. Uh, and certainly if um, this uh, Robert Bat Battinson's Batman is as successful as they claim, I think we're going to be talking about Batman for a little bit, actually. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, yeah. And so and, and yeah, next week <laughs> yeah. we will be back for that. Um, and so if you're enjoying this Bat Chat, be sure to tune in there. At that point, we'll be two weeks out. All right. Spoiler warning, I'm going to try and remember next week too, but two weeks out, come on. We're talking about a movie in, in, in theaters. Just yeah. think about it before you <laughs> enter the chat. Um, it's going to be no whole bars, I'm sure, because I'm going to, based on everything I've seen, I'm going to have a lot of feelings. I cannot I, wait oh, for your breakdown. Oh. <laughs> oh. Prepare thine bat nips, folks. Yeah, I it's going to be wait. good. Put on your chafing cream. Um. Uh, other than that, I mean, that that's really what we've got going on. We'll be back with more Batmans then. Um, and then I think we are taking a break, yes, if I remember right. our calendar correctly. Um, right there. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I can't read. Thanks for doxing me on that. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, baby. Uh, nothing crazy. It's just we're taking a week. And then we'll be back uh, again to talk about Star Wars Special Editions. Um, uh, yeah, we've, we've had them for quite a while now, going on 25 years. So we're going to celebrate that with some of our friends who, uh, you know, yet again, we find people uh, that uh, outpace us and things. We think we love The Phantom Menace. We meet people that love it more. We think we love the Special Editions. We find people that love it. Yeah. more and so uh we're looking forward to a great guest lineup to chat about the special editions and why we love them and they're exactly. actually valid nice 
And so it's going to be a good time. Um, obviously, uh, Kev with the Force Losers, uh, check those those bastards out. They're gonna Don't. they're gonna be great in your ears one day. No, mm -mm. <laughs> do it. No, we are uh, we are audio disappoint. We are disappointment in audio form. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that you know what that should be your tagline. I mean, it's almost our tagline, but it, we'll we'll share it with you. Lower your standards, Force Losers. <laughs> Force Losers. Why not? <laughs> bury your standards bury them you've listened to everything else right exactly <laughs> force center is not getting another episode this week check it out um no uh but you know seriously uh if nothing else uh definitely follow kev at force losers uh twitter um it, if nothing else it's going to be great star wars opinions and just uh good fluff for your t uh timeline yeah. uh, definitely better than anything else you're following boy. on twitter um <laughs> Charlie is on Twitter as well at Sneaky Crusader. Uh, no podcast because he he's a functioning adult. <laughs> What's that? Well, well, just, uh, well, there is a, there is one in the works. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah. This is a nurturer scoop, folks. Yes, so um, there's one in the works. The, the Crusader is going to sneak into your ears one day uh, when you least right. expect it. Um, and yeah. so yeah, so uh, definitely do that. And again want to shout out Amandala Initiative. Uh, we have a link in the description. Check it out if you can support, if you can promote, whatever you yep. can do. That's um, Amandala Helps on Twitter. At Amandala Helps, yes, thank you. She remembers the actual handles. Thank you. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, in the description is other things. If you really, really want to bury your standards, you can check out our Patreon. Um, <laughs> if you want to stroke our ego and support yourself, you can buy a bag of coffee uh, and support the show as well. That mm -hmm. That's cool. Buy the coffee. Um, Buy the yeah. coffee. Oh my gosh! Buy it. Hit us up if you need recommendations. We got you, man. There's a that, banana one. There's a coconut one. Roast. Yes, oh. so oh, many Coolish. good coffees. Um, heck, Coolish delight. You know mm. what? For free, go check out Expedition Roasters. They're awesome. They're an excellent brand. No Batman roast yet, but who knows? Someday. Maybe. Um, and so, uh, yeah, check out the description for all that. Otherwise, we'll be back again next week, live Friday at 9 p.m. Uh, with more awesome people talking more awesome stuff and having a good time talking about the Batman, which we're going to see tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, prepare thine, thine self for our Batman thoughts on that. Other than that, yeah. We don't really have a sign-out for this one. On Nerd Herder, we say stay stay scruffy. I, I guess <laughs> with this one... Um, uh, Keep uh, stay scruffy. Stay orphaned. <laughs> I, I, I was trying, I was, I was trying to think. It, it I was trying to think on brand. You can't top that. Bruce Wayne's a dead daddy baddie. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. <laughs>